Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. We're very glad to have Pastor Gwen here, one of my best friends for many years. She's actually Canadian, but I think she's an American that got stuck in Canada. Because she's so much loud and wild that compared to the normal Canadian culture. But in all reality, God put her here to be the battle axe to make a path. Give a warm welcome to Pastor Gwen as she comes. So I went from sweet to battle axe. Praise God. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, I was sweet. Now battle axe. Praise God. I have this uh, bee in my bonnet uh, about dealing with situations and difficulties. And I was in London. And that was after a very difficult time financially. Uh, my husband had been laid off uh, for the second time. And, and things were very, very difficult. And we continued to obey the word and sow seed. But we got to that place. Anybody know that place where, you know, if you don't have a miracle soon, they're going to have phone calls you didn't want. And, and we were right at that place, and there were some bills coming in. I had about $100. And there was no way that $100 was going to help anybody. Wasn't going to pay anybody's bill. Wasn't even going to pay half a bill. So we gave it to somebody wild and crazy. Wasn't to... Dr. Laird, but it was somebody else who was wild and crazy and sowed that into them. Like a seed of defiance. How dare you tell me I can't sow seed in my famine. Six weeks later, I had a call from a bank that was 20 years old, uh, and they said, we've calculated some interest incorrectly. Did you want to check? <laughs> I sure do. I thought even if it's $200, bless the Lord. And uh, we got a check in the mail. It was $59.86.73. 73 $5,983.73. They asked me if I wanted to donate it. <laughs> I said, you're donating it right here. Um, <laughs> and shortly thereafter, my husband got a job, and, and we believed God. He said, you know what? You need to go to Wales. Go. God will take care of it. And I thought he didn't have a job yet, so I, but he really felt I should go to the – there was an outpouring in Wales. My family's there, some of the family I'd never met. He said, you need to take that money and go. So I went with Pastor Ann, and, and we met two other pastors there, and we caught up, and we went to London, and I also had some opportunities to minister while I was there. And, and before I got on the plane, he had a job. And he was starting the Monday that I actually flew out of town. And they said, well, you know what? We really like you. We want to give you a starting bonus of $7,000. Hallelujah. Don't let him tell you you can't sow when it's in famine. Praise God. So when I got there and I preached this message, a lot of people, and they're having problems, you know, they have troubles, their toenail breaks, and they cry. And so, while well, I was there in London where there was a lot of crying over broken toenails. And, uh, and this message came into my heart, and after I was done, the Lord said, put in a book. So I did. Hard is not forever. Amen. Don't let your m mountain or molehill become a I have to read it. Don't let your moment become a mountain. 
Anybody? Now that was better. <laughs> that was quick. Praise the Lord. And then I started preaching, and I didn't know it was coming, but there was a whole bunch of storms that were going to happen. Uh, I think it was last year, right? Was it last year? And it was just before all these crazy, wild hurricane, crazy stuff was going on. And, and I thought, oh, goodness gracious, I'm always here. Just find the eye of the storm. And we as believers want to find the eye because it's precious. It's in the middle. Get in the eye of the storm and you'll be safe. And I had this kind of explosion that happened on the inside. I thought, if I hear this one more time, I'm going to slap somebody. I don't, I don't mean naturally, but I felt like that. And <laughs> so I preached a set of messages and I called it, no big deal. That's our, that's my secretary or assistant there, Sister Abby. I said, come on, I want you with those flower glasses on. And you see, there's something blowing up in the background. That's how we have to act. That's how we have to live. It is no big deal. You're a big deal. Holy Spirit's a big deal. And he's in me and he's in you. And we need to live that way. It's no big deal what the devil does. There's going to be storms. I had a storm in my life. Yeah. Did you speak to it or run for the circle of it? You know, I remember there was this funny little movie came out called Twister. They had cows floating around in the turtle. <laughs> All kinds of things, picking up stuff and throwing it. You know, why don't we pick up stuff and throw it? I feel like I'm the Twister sometime coming into town. You know, but I live here. <laughs> Anyways, no big deal. No big deal. Anybody? There we go. Bless you. No big deal. No big deal. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope you're ready. Amen. We got to grow up. We got to grow up. And, and we have a growth problem, I think. We've heard that. There's some growth problems going on. But it's not necessarily a lack of increase in the body of Christ numer numerically. We have a growth problem here. And when we reject, if, and if you weren't here last night, please watch it or buy the CD for the weekend. You can get that at the book table, and it will go to support Robert Barron Ministries. You need to hear it. You need to get your foundation in. It needs to be solid so that you're not moved. We're not grown up. We are terribly immature and hopefully not weak anymore. And especially not after this weekend. Why are we weak? Why has why this weakness come? And I often look at the world and I think to myself, hmm, I don't blame the world. Sinners sin. That's what they do. They're professionals. We don't get moved by them. Amen? Sinners sin, get over it. Don't get offended when the world sins. So we freak out. We freak out. But there's things that we've rejected from God that are so precious, so life-filled. We become vegan Christians. No meat, no blood, and no milk. If we'd have had milk, we'd have grown. So we say, well, I'm drinking, I'm eating the milk. If there's no growth, not even any, not even any, we've even rejected the milk of the gospel. 
what we're hearing this weekend about Holy Spirit and moving in our life is milk. We don't speak in other tongues. That's the milk. One, two. Get born again. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Pray in other tongues. Come on. Milk. And we're freaking out. It's the wrong temperature in the bottle. You know, I, <laughs> having grandchildren, you know, they freak out if the milk's not the right temperature. Spit the milk out. Too hot. It's too cold. I want a cold out of the fridge. That's what Nana's got. I'm going to drink that. You want a bottle? You're going to drink it. Mm-hmm. We come to church and our veganism. I, I got this really great scripture I'd like to read to you today. <laughs> we'll get there. Come on, let, let's look at John chapter 6. It's not a new thing to have vegan Christians. I think Cain was one. Are we, are we is this morning or night? <laughs> Good morning. We should be awake by now. Amen. Praise God. We're going to learn to love the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it's the path that gets us to life. Amen. Amen. John chapter 6, verse 57. Jesus is talking. It's in red. I'm reading out of King James, but it won't kill you if you read out of another. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father, so that he that eats me, even he shall live by me. Mm. And that's where we freak out. I don't want to eat Jesus. Now, some religions, they try to eat, like literal, and they believe in transubstantiation. If we pray over this, it'll be the literal body of Jesus Christ. No, that's crazy. That's not what it was talking about here. It's not talking about it now. Amen. Aren't you glad we're not talking about eating the literal body of Jesus Christ? They didn't get it then. We have trouble with it now. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen. The bread of life. The bread of life. It's a great thing. It doesn't work until it's broken. I don't know about you, but I can look at a wonderful piece of bread. I make bread. I make good bread. I don't make it anymore because we're working on becoming an image of our former self. And, <laughs> and I love bread, bless the Lord. You know, I make that monkey bread with all the cinnamon and the butter. And I'm like, and I'm, it's good. We shouldn't talk about it, no. <laughs> But that's not the kind of bread it's talking about here. And if it didn't break, it wouldn't, the, the life wouldn't flow. The substance of the bread wouldn't come into us. And we need the substance. We need the Zoe life that flows when it's broken for us. These things said he, we're in the church. He wasn't saying it to the world. That's half our problem. We try to take the things of the world or the church, take them out to the world and wonder why they freak out at us and they think we're weird. If we can't get over these things in the church, chances are if you say them outside to an unbeliever, to the unsaved world, trying to gain their acceptance, trying to find a place where they'll love you, and then they persecute you. Is that Jesus? No, they're persecuting you because you are stupid. Good morning. I've been persecuted. 
and I got happy. I thought it was going to be a good meeting then, and it was. And we had fun. When real persecution happens, there's an anointing and a grace for it. When you're in the right place. When it's self-inflicted, it's not so good. Because then you go whining to your pastor. The pastor doesn't have time for that. So we have another pastor. He's very good. His name is Pastor Neil. And he's, <laughs> and he's so patient and merciful. Bless the Lord. We're glad to have him on our staff here. These things he said in the church. And many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, this is a hard saying. It's still a hard saying when we talk about the blood. Why? Because we're babies. We haven't got over the power of the blood yet. How do I know this? When we walk into church and people are still fussing about the sin they did last week. Why don't we know how to operate the blood of Jesus? Why haven't we got revelation on the blood of Jesus? It goes right back to the place we start rejecting what the pastors and what the people have tried to help us in. Because the problem is, there's many voices. There's many voices. And, and I'm, let's go. Let's go there. Hang on. I have papers in my Bible today, and that's always a dangerous sign. If I don't come with my electronic form with all my nice, even little notes, then, then there's trouble. <laughs> Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter something, 14, verse 10. See, this is the problem. We haven't identified Holy Spirit voice in our life. So we're not growing properly. We're rejecting those words, but we're, we're really not sure it is his voice. So we've, we've, we've been stunted in our growth. And this is part of the reason why. Verse 10, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, none of them is without signification. Can you put that up, John? I want to show you something. It says in the verse 11, it says, therefore, if I don't know the meaning of the voice, if I don't get it, if I don't understand the meaning of the voice, not that voice, <laughs> we're working on another voice. I want to show you something very powerful here. Um, that's the Strong's version. It says the meaning of the voice. Look at that, that where it says meaning, and it says 1411. Now, Bible students should know what 1411 is. It's dunamis. That's what 1411 is. If I don't know the dunamis of the voice, if I don't get it, if I don't get the power, last night Dr. Lairdon talked about Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, after the dynamis has come upon you, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, after, that's where the power is. And if you're rejecting the Holy Ghost, if you're rejecting and pushing back the basics of what God has for you, what he paid a very terrible price for you at the cross, if you're rejecting those things, you're going to miss the dynamis of the right voice. It's right there for you. It's right there for you. Now, I found this interesting because I like to look things up. I, I have an analytical part. I'm not just all like happy-dappy. Look at the next verse. I'm happy. I want to show you what that voice is, that 54, 56. Can you show us the next slide? Look at that word in Greek. It's phone. I laughed. I went, see, I think Holy Spirit really has a sense of humor. <laughs> phone. And when you say it, it's pronounced phony. 
well, I could slur it up a bit and just say phony. But <laughs> isn't this great? You don't know the dynamics of the phone in your life. You don't get it. We're so attached to social media. We're so attached to all the wrong voices. The wrong voices are plowing in our life. They're plowing their lies. They're plowing their deception. They're plowing their just get by and be, what was your word? Passive. Passive. Just be passive. And there's so many, just calm down. Just calm down. We don't understand that when Holy Spirit's working in our life, we have tremendous, tremendous power in our voice. If we go back to John chapter 6, we can see there's a place there where that dynamis longs to get in there and work in all that we do. There's a strength that comes, and it's wonderful. He says, when Jesus says in verse 61 of John 6, it says, Jesus knew in himself the disciples murmured and said unto them, is this offending you? Hmm. God knows when, he, when you're upset at his word and when you're not getting it or you're rejecting it. What? And if you see the sun man ascend up, like if you really saw it, if you could touch it, if you knew and, and you were just right there, would you believe it more? Are you Thomas or are you Peter? He said, it is the spirit that quickens. It's the spirit that brings life. And the problem is, is that we're not having any life come forth in us because every time we reject it, mm -mm -mm, life ain't coming. The power, after the power. I've seen so many people. I grew up in the Salvation Army. I tell you what, we witnessed. I knocked on doors. Bless the Lord, I wish that now that I waited till after because it's a whole lot better, a whole lot more productive. There was a time I was... 15. Our church would go out before church on Sunday night. The band would go to a place, and it would be terrible, in the middle of a complex, and we'd go play our instruments. Now, the way it works in the Salvation Army is the officer, we all wore our hats when we went outside. Ladies wore bonnets, men wore caps, looked like policemen, and cut we were. And we'd go out to a neighborhood, and the, and the officer would walk around, and he would drop his hat in front of you. If he did that, you were responsible to give two scriptures really loud without a microphone, which is why I kind of have a big voice. I have to be careful. And, and because of, that's how I was trained. And, and you'd have to give scripture and something that made sense with it. And so when he was doing that and started walking around, we all looked down. We were concentrating on the music. Of, I'm, play, I'm playing my instrument. You know, I wasn't very good, but I was playing hard at that point. So we learned how to do that, and uh, this one group just hated us. One time it was tomatoes, the next time it was apples. And the apples hurt. The tomatoes were messy. And because we had <laughs> skirts, and, and you know, it wasn't so bad for the fellas, but I had, I had pantyhose on back in the day. And we had to wear taupe. We couldn't wear beige. We couldn't wear black. We couldn't wear, they had to be taupe. I don't know what color that is, <laughs> except it says it on the package. I never saw it on any crayons in my box. <laughs> but there we were. And I had tomato goo all in my pantyhose. And we went back and had church. And then the old lady, there was always one old lady, she always gave her testimony every week. And I thought, I could quote her testimony. You know, I'm 15, I was a little arrogant. And, <laughs> and I'm like, here we go again. There she goes. And on the day I'm saved. And I'm like, just come on. 
But you see, we had this other part, and the minister would get up at the end, and they'd start singing, just as I am without one. Please tell somebody went to the altar. You were going to have an altar call. Someone was going to answer, or you weren't going home. Some of that we could have today. <laughs> just if he gives an altar call, respond quick, okay? <laughs> we don't want to be here till the next morning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> the spirit where he moves, there's life. And after the Holy Spirit came upon me, after he moved in my heart, witnessing was no big deal. There was power behind it. The dunamis came inside of me, and his voice began to move. And now when I sat down, people were more interested in what I had to say, except when my flesh got in the way, but that's another story. But I realized there's this powerful thing. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's life, there's understanding, there's transformation, and there's strength, tremendous strength. People come to me, and they say, you're so strong, Pastor. Well, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That is a lie. I don't like it when those things get creeping in the, under the door of the church. Oh, when you go to Africa, you'll be changed. I hope not. I hope a country doesn't change me. The Holy Ghost to change me. I don't want circumstances. I don't want other crazy voices. My ears are precious. What I allow to go in them is going to get in my heart. I'm in charge of that. You're in charge of what goes in your ears. You know, I like to put, like, stuff on my ears that are pretty. But that's not what they're for. Ears are not so that I can decorate them. They're so I can hear stuff that goes in my heart. And we know what's in our heart because of what comes out of our mouth. Years ago, somebody said, do a mouth test. I thought, I don't, mm. yeah, 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 it's easy. You just set a, a tape thing running. Well, that was back when we had cassette recorders. <laughs> uh, uh, you could use your phone now <laughs> and voice record and, and hit that button. Just let it go in the background. Let it go somewhere where you're just doing your thing. You know, you're having family time. You're ha and then go back and listen. What comes out of your heart is in there in abundance. What comes out of your mouth. That's a great way to do a mouth check. But if it's in your heart, it came through your ears, and you're responsible for it. This year has had some challenges for me. I've had three family members die and probably another one soon. I've had close friends pass away suddenly. And people say, oh, you're so strong. Well, it didn't kill you. Oh, you should take some time off. Mm. Where's the word of God? None of that's going to change me. How am I strong? I'm not strong because of what I've gone through. I have strength because what a he went through. And what he went through goes through me. It goes through me. And I go, whoa, yes. You know what? I am strong. Not because I went to Africa. And you know what else? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Anybody knows me, I could break out in song at any moment in joy. <laughs> my family in the middle of Walmart one day, we're just singing. Some old hymn, but we were singing. 
My father hasn't been very well this last little bit. My mom, we were somewhere, and she starts singing this old song, and we get going, and, and then we start singing hymns. And by the time we're done, the next verse, the joy of the Lord is in us. It's flowing through us. And what have I uncapped? I've uncapped. I've broken open the bread of life, and his life is flowing through me. It's changing my atmosphere. It's changing my mind. It's changing my focus. Instead of looking here, I'm looking there. Grief has become the most, let me try again, because it irritates me, so I have to be careful. If I see one more monument to stupidity at the side of the road, and then people mourning around it, it's wrong. Your answer isn't there. Well, grief is personal. It will, everybody goes through it different. Absolutely. But it's only there as long as you decide it's there. I've said to God sometimes, honest, how long will I hurt? I was after him. Been through a few things. How long will I be in pain? How long will this sting me? And there's not usually an answer right away. And finally one day he said, when you're ready. It's always been there. Answer's always been there. The power to change has always been there. Because he gives you the oil of joy for mourning. If you don't have oil of joy, you didn't come to the table. Come to the table. Grief is the new like celebration of our day. Nobody does funerals the same way anymore. They don't. They do weird stuff. We're going to celebrate it. We're going to celebrate the grief. We're going to get in it. We're going to bring our friends. And we've gone back in time to paid mourners. We bring them along. We're going to mourn together. Let's get a book. We're going to write our things down. We're going to make little pictures because that's how we're going to deal with our grief. What about the word of God, folks? We're believers. We don't sorrow as the world sorrows. Where is that word of deliverance? Where is that word in Canada? we got to get out from under the bondage of grief. We are not Job. It's time we stop singing that crazy song. Oh, he blessed me and he took it away. Good. Should have had a V8 this morning. <laughs> it's because we're vegan and we don't take the blood of Jesus seriously. You know, we get to the cross, we slide, and we die. Right there. Worshiping that piece of wood. We don't get up. The spirit quickens, he brings life. He was His spirit that quickens. The spirit quickens. He brings life. The spirit quickens. He quickens. He quickens. If he's in you, you look alive. <laughs> Live people make songs. I've been around the dead. The dead don't talk. And they're not worried either. They're not anxiety. No. They're not doing any of that stuff. Time to let the dead bury the dead. Pastor, you're so mean. No, I'm bringing you something that can help you. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. Grief and sorrow kill you. What got Job out of his mess? Someone who came with the word that had dunamis in it. His other three, three friends, they brought good and kind and make a picture and maybe make one of those little foldy things that they hang up everywhere. Those little birds, paper birds. 
It's a big deal right now. Make a thousand little birds. It'll make you feel better. You, you know what I'm talking about, the little foldy birds. Origami, thank you. <laughs> make a paper bird. Yeah, that'll change things. Never was I so broken when my sister was in the palliative care unit. And I wasn't broken at her death. Because when I walked around that circle, every bed was filled. And we were the only ones praying. That's a bigger problem. That's a bigger problem. We were celebrating. My father got up. She was gone on to heaven. She'd passed away. My father stood up and he grabbed us by the hand and we prayed. He said, thank you, God. We know where my baby girl is. I know where she is. God, help us all get through. Help us. And, and he prayed. And he prayed words of faith. He prayed scripture over her. And we finished with the Lord's prayer and released her to Jesus' arms. But I can tell you that was not going around in any other rooms. And the rooms were all full. This world needs us. We need to be able to get over these things and speak the word of God and speak words of life. And it happens when we hear that dynamic voice. When we receive it with everything that we have in us. After the Holy Ghost has come on you, after, 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 then the dynamis comes. And it comes in me and it comes in you. And it's such a beautiful thing to speak words that change life. How many people here want to waste their time? Right. Better not after that last message. We want to have passion. We want to be good. If we're passionate, we're going to spend our time well. <laughs> we're going to care about other people. We're going to do what it takes to have that voice echo, resonate, take root in our heart and in our life so that we can surrender to it. Hear it? And it's fun. It's fun. Isn't it always good? I don't know any person here who, when they were in school, hoped they didn't have the answer when the teacher asked. Put up your hand if you have the answer. And anybody goes, oh, I don't know. No. You are like, I've got the answer. Right? Didn't you say that? You know, I'm glad I had to. And you shoot up your hand when you knew you were right. When you knew you were right, that's time we knew we're the right ones. We're the ones on the right side of the cross. We're the ones with a life. And it's time we got up and said, I'm right. I've got the answer. And I'm going to speak the answer. I'm going to live the answer. And you're going to have to cope. And the next time crazy cancer devil comes in your life, you're going to say, bully, get out of my field. Amen. 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 Crush that. Time we all got our dancing shoes on and dance a little in the heaven of the devil. Amen. I don't know. The spirit quickens. He quickens. And it's time we live that way. I don't have time for the rest of that stuff anyway. I don't want to be a vegan. I don't like to do that in the natural. I like a good steak, blood running. <laughs> Everybody, uh, by the way, there's a good steak restaurant. <laughs> we want to live it. I remember, can I tell this story? Where's Lanny? Okay, I'm going to tell on you that's Lanny. Point her out so she knows. She came to the church. We were preaching on the blood of Jesus because people didn't know about the blood of Jesus. I'm like, what do you mean you've been saved for 30 years and you still can't process that he's washed you and made you clean? Why are you trying to cover up? This isn't some foundation, like, mm, it's foundation for your life. People using the blood of Jesus like foundation cream. Mm. 
She said, she didn't tell us for about two years. She said, you're always talking about the blood of Jesus. And you're like, mm, it's so good. And, you know, we're partakers. And she thought at first maybe we're some kind of cannibals. <laughs> but she didn't tell us for two years. <laughs> She's over that now. <laughs> she knows we're not, like, eating the, you know, okay, we're, we're good, right? We're not cannibals. But we are having fun. We're having fun. God is good, and he loves us so very much, so very, very much. And he wants us all to know it works. I'm so different because I said yes to the Holy Ghost. My life's never been the same. And I don't, I don't know about the whole calming down thing. That really hasn't worked for me. Mm-mm. <laughs> He said he hadn't noticed. <laughs> Here's a little secret. So Thursday night at prayer meeting, we were talking about boldness and praying about it. And I said, God, let me be more bold. And people were like, oh, dear God, <laughs> this could be nuclear. Um, <laughs> but I, I look at my life because I'm not measuring according to you. I'm measuring according to this. I know where dynamis stops. I know where I put the limits. We have a country that needs changed. I'm going to have to get some more limits off. I don't want to take a back seat. It's easy for us as Canadians. I want to take the Americans are here. They'll save the day. Every movie tells us that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of the Lord, your strength. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look, you guys are responding. This is really cool. <laughs> One of these days, I keep saying, let's believe God that there's more than Pastor Neil, myself, and Shalane, and Doreen dance in a church. <laughs> and saying amen. We're getting to the point where we smile. <laughs> I don't want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and end up like Pastor Gwen. It's okay, but you'll end up like you. And if he's transforming, you're not going to be like your old you anyway. Don't be afraid of what you'll be. Don't let that stop you. Because you'll be the best you, always, that God appointed. I need you. You need me. I need what's in you. You need what's in me. And we, when we get past being offended over that, <laughs> we'll have a good time. Amen. Amen. I think I've used my time. <laughs> I pray that I've used it wisely. <laughs> I love you all. Some of you, I don't know your names. But I'm so glad you're here. We have a job to do. And let's have a good time when we do it. Amen. Let's let that ring in our heart and ring in our minds and the power of God flow. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Now, come back here, and I want you to pray boldness over these Canadians. All right? Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we love her personality. But it's not just personality. Everybody, when God empowers you, you become a louder, more victorious, vocal you. Amen? And God has anointed her in this great, and, it, and she, God uses you. It's not just a rude Canadian person. 
It is an arm that God uses as like I said, a battle axe because I have some of that. Some of you might have noticed over the years I can walk in and whack it, and everybody hates me for six weeks, and after that they love me, but during the six weeks I'm in hell. And uh, so I've had to learn how to endure because it takes boldness to push things through, and God will empower you to become the bold, victorious, outspoken you to be in your world. Would you pray that over the people? Would you receive that prayer of blessing? You can't do this sitting down. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, we cry out to you today, Father God. We thank you that you sent the Holy Ghost here. Oh, to make a difference, to stir us. We call forth live passion, live passion, oh God. Let your boldness, your plainness of speech, your plainness of speech, your way that you reach every heart. God, we are not satisfied. We are not satisfied. And we won't be satisfied with this attempt. Terrible, sluggish, uh, lazy, passive life. We will be passionate. We will reach for you. We will press for you. We will go deeper for you. Holy Ghost, we plead with you today. Shake us where we live. Shake us, oh God. Pour out your boldness into every person here. And let us come alive. Let your Zoe life take us. Let your dunamis fill us. We call for a difference. A difference. We're not satisfied with baby tongues anymore. Oh, be broken. Be released of repenye. Mando costora. I prebavo costo cangere. I brastando costa carete. We speak to the root of grief. We speak to you. You will not have this nation. You will not. You will not. We deny you. We deny you. Sharabakebete. Oh, Rabasa. Be released. Be released. Be released to Brasomande. Irandanda Stadagaste. Oh, Shadamende. Oh, we glorify your name right now. You are the king. You are the king. And we love you. We love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.